Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This 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 show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, is that not the truth or what? It truly does not matter who the host is. Today is Wednesday, January the 27th of 2021, day 27th of the year, and only 338 days remaining. Anyways, how are you? I hope you're off to a great start and everything's already going fantastic in this early morning hour as you're getting ready to do the things that you need to do for today because that's always some fun times as you get ready and rolling and bowling and all that kind of fun stuff. Anyways, we are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida and coming across the multiverse of Safety FM. And of course, we're also hanging out here. You're being infiltrated. Radio Big. Yeah, you know it. We're now hanging out on Radio Big. You can find it right there on Live 365, radiobig.fm, if that makes it a little bit easier for you. So anyway, so the way that it goes, we are on portion right now talking about the Rated R Safety Show. That is this little show right here. So we hang out on multiple networks all at one time, and then we move over at the top of the hour to hang out depending on which version or which fork on the road you want to go to you can either go to safetyfm.com and actually hang out on the app and listen to some more safety stuff or you can go with us to radiobig.fm and talk about some of the other things that are going on inside of the world because i think that those things are always crucial to what is exactly going on anyway so let's start get rolling and bowling a lot of information to cover today no different than any other day a lot more info today just in case well it is wednesday so it is hump 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 hump, hump day so let's talk about that starting off so you know what happens here so we're going to start talking about the top fiction and non-fiction books currently on the New York Times bestsellers list. So giving it to you from the fiction category at number five, Blood Hair. At number four, The Midnight Library. At number three, The Vanishing Half. At number two, The Scorpion Tale. And at number one, The Duke and I. In the nonfiction category, here we go. Number five, Untamed. At number four, Oh, tyranny. At number three, green lights. At number two, cast. 
And at number one, A Promised Land. Funny how no safety books ever make it to the top to the top five in the nonfiction category. Anyway, something to think about. I don't know. I, I always think that it's interesting on how many safety books that we see that are out and about and all that kind of fun stuff. When we start talking about these different things. Anyway, so here you go. We got a lot of stuff to cover. I already did mention that. So we have reached out again, 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 again. And we are going to run today with Alan Edwards, giving him another try here. You tell me what you think of what Alan has to say, and let's go from there. Here is the news on the Raising Our Safety Show. This is news and information with Alan Edwards. The Senate tabled an effort by Senator Rand Paul Tuesday to force a vote on the constitutionality of former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial. But the vote offered an indicator on how Republican senators who overwhelmingly voted for Paul's measure feel about the trial. Paul's motion was killed on a 55 to 45 vote with five Republicans joining all Democrats, meaning 45 Republicans voted for Paul's effort. Republican Senators Mitt Romney of Utah, Ben Sass of Nebraska, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania crossed party lines to vote with Democrats. President Joe Biden announced a series of measures on Tuesday aimed at ramping up coronavirus vaccine allocation and distribution, including the purchase of 200 million more vaccine doses and increasing distribution to states by millions of doses next week. The U.S. plans to buy 100 million more doses from Pfizer, BioNTech and 100 million more from Moderna, the two-dose vaccines that have been granted emergency use authorization by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Pfizer and Moderna are working to step up production, and Biden said that the additional doses will be available this summer. Jason Sabalas reporting. U.S. Capitol Police officers are in preliminary discussions over holding no-confidence vote targeting department leaders who were working on the day when Donald Trump supporters led an insurrection into the building, according to three people familiar with the discussions. The vote would target acting USCP Chief Yogananda Pittman, who was promoted into the agency's top job following the resignation of Stephen Sund after the insurrection. At least four additional chiefs may be targeted as a part of any no-confidence vote, the three sources said. Internet users across the Northeast U.S. experienced widespread outages for several hours Tuesday, interrupting work in school because of the unspecified Verizon network issue. The company is investigating what happened. The service interruptions were unrelated to a cut fiber in Brooklyn, New York, which caused problems for people in that area. There are about 6.5 million Fios Internet customers in the U.S. In the first week of December, Portugal's prime minister gave his pandemic-weary people an early Christmas gift. Restrictions on gatherings and travel due to COVID-19 would be lifted from December 23rd to the 26th so they could spend holiday season with families and friends. Soon after those visits, the pandemic quickly got out of hand. By January 6th, Portugal's number of new daily COVID-19 cases surged past 10,000 for the first time. In mid-January, with alarm bells ringing as each day brought new records of infections and deaths, the government ordered a lockdown for at least a month and a week later closed the country's schools. Michael Patterson reporting. An Iranian-American who has been sentenced by Iran to 10 years in prison on spying charges, despite his family alleging that he never had a trial or opportunity to defend himself, becoming the latest dual national held in the country amid tensions with the West. A family spokesman confirmed the sentencing of Imad Sharji. Iran's judiciary acknowledged the sentence without naming him or saying how many years in prison he'd face. The first private space station crew was introduced on Tuesday. Three men who are each paying $55 million to fly on SpaceX rocket. He'll be led by a former NASA astronaut now working for Axiom Space, the Houston company that arranged the trip for next January. Axiom plans about two private missions a year to the space station. It also is working to launch its own live-in compartments to the station beginning in 2024. This section would be detached from the station once it's retired by NASA and the international partners and becomes its own private outpost. And that's news and information. 
I'm Alan Edwards. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. So there you go. A lot of information going on first thing inside of the morning. What do you think? I don't know. I have to tell you, if we're being honest here, I'm not in love. I'm definitely not in love. I think it's very, very long. Um, Personal opinion. (laughs) Like Alan. Alan's a great guy. But I think it's way too long. I just really do. I feel like it's almost like five minutes worth of news. So what's your thoughts? If you like it, love it, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I mean, I don't know. I'm just telling you how I feel about the whole scenario. Kind of weird. Just kind of weird about the whole thing. That is for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure on exactly what is going on. Anyways, good morning, Nate. Thank you for the, the, the morning box. Thanks. Okay, so let's start talking and rolling and grooving and moving and talking about some other things going on inside of the world. A teenager has died after a tornado blew through his Alabama town on Monday night. The twist injured at least about 30 people as it carved about a 10-mile path of destruction in the northern suburbs of Birmingham. Search and rescue efforts continue through the day on Tuesday. The Weather Service has yet to confirm the storm estimated strength, but FEMA described it as a large tornado. So that did happen on Monday night. I don't know if you did see that in the sequence of the news of exactly what is going on. So just want to make a quick reference to that. It's that unplanned event that we normally talk about of all the weird things that can happen from one time or to another and no doubt whatsoever of exactly what could happen at any point in time. So just think about it in that fashion as we do discuss it. Anyways, let's continue talking. Twister, or excuse me, Twisters, listen to me because I'm already thinking of tornadoes. Twitter has unveiled a new community-driven approach to help combat misleading information on their site. Birdwatch, a pilot program that launched on Monday, allows users to add notes to tweets they believe are false and attempt to add context for the others. Twitter's VP of product, Keith Coleman, said that the platform wants to broaden a range of voices that are part of the tackling this problem and a community-driven approach that can help. For the initial launch, only 1,000 users will participate. It is unclear when the new tool will become available for all Twitter users. So what do you think about that? Do you think you're going to run into some problems where people are going to start calling BS? I'm not lying here. I mean, just think about it. I mean, it's going to be a weird time for sure of what exactly can happen. I mean, think about it for a moment. People are going to have the possibility of being able to do something and then at the same time, too, turn around and say, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, about it. Because, hey, what if it does not fall into what they deem, they deem important? So think about it that way. So that's one way to look at it. So I don't know, what do you think about when I say this? Or do you look at it and go, it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't affect me? I mean, I'm just asking. But what is the strangeness of the whole thing? Or do you think that this will bring value to the platform? Or are you in the camp already where you're saying, I don't give a crap about Twitter with everything that's going on. And it's changed exactly the environment of what was happening prior. I mean, and it's okay. You can say whatever you want. It's your opinion. But some weird things have happened over the last little bit. There is no doubt about it. So how do you look at it? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the 1,000 users and if it does get rolled off to a mass market. And that's a mass market of what exactly is going on. Anyways, a Chick-fil-A restaurant manager is being praised after assisting workers at a COVID vaccination site by directing gridlock vehicles. Wow, somebody from Chick-fil-A that knows how to get a line moving. Think about that for a moment. After being informed the traffic at the site was heavily backed up, Will Haney, the mayor of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, called Chick-fil-A manager Jerry Walkerick. Walkawick for help, as the company is known for its keen skills of managing drive-through traffic. Haney said to Walkawick, use the specialized method, which included asking drivers if they had their paperwork and directing them to spot and re- to the receive their vaccine. 
in a very short amount of time, the drive-through extraordinaire reduced the wait time for for over an hour to 15 minutes. See, when you get somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, it's such a blessing. Anyways, Haney told the Associated Press that he plans to use Wobble X6 skills again in the future. So, uh, did they buy Chick-fil-A for everybody? Maybe that's kind of going to be the, the next thing to talk about. I don't know. Have you ever been in a, in a line at Chick-fil-A? Don't get me wrong. Chick-fil-A is always packed. And you always think that line is going to last a long-ass time um, in regards to when you're trying to get through it. But, man, do they know what the hell they're doing. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue talking real quick. The Indianapolis teen who killed five members of his family did so because his dad yelled at him and forbid him from leaving the house, according to authorities. The gunman's brother, who was critically wounded during the massacre, told officers that the teen was enraged over being reprimanded. He said that it, that it, he was okay. He said he was with his parents downstairs when he heard the first gunshot upstairs and his sister screaming. The teen then came down the stairs and started shooting at at them. The younger brother was shot as he was running out the door. The teen, who will not be identified publicly because of his age, faces charges of international what of intentional manslaughter with a handgun and attempted murder. Okay. Duh. So let's talk about how did the kid get the gun? Let's talk about that portion. And how old are we talking here? Because I think that that's going to be um some questions to be able to answer. Or hopefully to be able to answer. So I have to tell you, I've been thinking and talking and looking around and looking at some things. And there's a couple of different things that I was thinking about. Do you want to hear what's going on from the markets from me anymore, or would you rather hear it from somebody else? I'm being serious, because I think that we have the opportunity right now to start talking about what is going on inside of the markets, but from somebody else's perspective that's not mine. So let's try this, and you tell me what you think. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. The major indices were mostly flat Tuesday as earnings seasons kicked into high gear. The onslaught of reports was met with little fanfare, although it is still early in the season. On balance, more companies than average are beating their consensus earnings estimates, although by a smaller margin than expected. If this trend persists through the end of the reporting season, the market may find itself stuck in a trading range until a new catalyst emerges. Reports that may move the market on Wednesday include Microsoft, Starbucks, AMD, and Apple. Apple is to report after the bell and could be a turning point for the market. The company's earning estimates have been moving steadily higher since early summer and may be hard to beat. Anything less than a stunning report may be too little to keep the share prices trading at all-time high levels. You can get the inside track with Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at marketbeatminute.com. So there you go. That's Market Beat Minute. I don't know. Do you like that versionality better or do you want to go back to the old format? I mean, I'll leave it up to you. I mean, as you can see, I am trying to assist in implementing changes inside of this little thing as you would love to see it. And then if you don't like them, I mean, that's perfectly fine, too. We can always go back to old format. I'm perfectly fine with that as well. But let's talk a little bit about that real quick as we do go further down to the task here. As of Tuesday, all three major stock indexes fell at... (laughs) fall as the Dow slipped 23 points, the NASDAQ lost 9 points, and the S&P 500 lost 5 points. Um, so there you go. Both the NASDAQ and the S&P were coming off the record high closing during Monday session. American Express Company did the most damage to the Dow Industrial Average as it posted a 15% loss of quarterly profits. The credit card issuer saw its shares fall 4.1% on Tuesday. Johnson & Johnson saw a 27 percent lift in stock prices as investors prepare for the new virus vaccine data to be released. Many prominent tech companies will report later this week there is a great deal of optimism surrounding the announcement as nearly 80 percent of the S&P 500 companies reporting earnings during this quarter have beat expectations so there you go some interesting stuff right there as we do talk anyways let's talk a little bit more john hopkins reports a steady drop in daily cases of coronavirus since the beginning of january the nationwide positivity rate and hospitalization have also dropped over the past month infectious disease experts are attributing the 
the natural plateau to post the holiday seasons with less people traveling and gathering indoors rather than ongoing vaccinations. The CDC reports that at least 12.8 million vaccines have been administered in the U.S. so far. That is less than 5% of the country's population for the herd immunity to be reached. 75% of the population needs to be immune. So a lot of stuff going there from John Hopkins as we do talk about it. So there you go. Um, let's continue talking. Pizza Hut has a new Detroit-style pizza. The eatery announced Tuesday that the nationwide rollout of the new ZA was created as in response to the growing popularity of the pizza style across the country and any requests from customers. The thin crust offering is currently available as participating Pizza Hut locations nationwide. Okay, so what the hell is a Detroit-style pizza? Can please someone explain that one to me? I would love to hear what it is. I don't know what it is. I would like to have a better understanding. Um, that is for sure. Uh, just in case, I am being informed, just in case, that there is some issues with Radio Big at the moment, so don't worry about it. We'll still be there at the 8 o'clock hour. Um, so just just saying, if you did hop over to the across the chamber here, I have no shame in saying when some shit goes wrong, because I think some people are ashamed on that. I just really don't care. Um, so let's talk a little bit more. If we can figure out what that pizza thing is, please let me know. I am very curious. So I know the Chicago one is the deep style pizza, but I'm not familiar with with the Detroit, the Detroit style pizza. And I should be. I'm ashamed of myself. Okay, there you go. Over 8 million Americans have fallen into poverty in the past six months as COVID relief benefits have expired. According to a new report released by economists of in the University of Chicago and the University of Notre Dame. The nation's poverty rate has increased by 2.4% between June and December of 2020. It also notes that an additional 8.1 million people are now considered poor. Also, there's approximately about 9.8 million more Americans out of work than compared to last February before the crisis began. Man, it is kind of crazy when you start thinking about a lot of this stuff, about what is going on here. So let's talk about it because we're going to have to talk about what we are going to do in these crises across the board here. And that's the conversation that we need to start talking about in regards to how do we move forward with some of these things that are happening. Toy sales in 2020 skyrocketed, which is the odd thing about it, thanks to the coronavirus crisis. Purchases of Barbie, LOL, Surprise Doll, Star Wars, Pokemon merchandise are all helped surge toy sales. Are you ready for this? To 25.1 billion dollars last year. The growth comes as parents des- desperately searched for ways to entertain their kids during lockdown, school closures, and stimulus checks, according to the NPD group. Jarek Johnson, a toy analyst for BMO Capital, said that the surge is continuing into 2021 and have people been spending their gift cards received for the ho- over the holidays, exp- explaining that in lieu of family gathering and actually gifts to open, many were mailed gift cards. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on in that neck of the woods on exactly how that will occur going forward. So maybe that's part of the conversation as we do talk about some of these things. What are we going to see? I mean, I know that PlayStation 5s and Xbox sold out that you couldn't find one to save your life. We could almost go into the stock options of some of the things that did come about with what we're seeing with GameStop. But I think that's going to be a whole other cluster for us to be able to explain. So maybe we can get at it, get to it at a different time. So let's continue talking. On Thursday, the wolf moon will will reach its peak, taking over the night sky at the highest full moon of this year, according to Forbes. The Old Farmer's Almanac states that the January full moon was named the wolf moon because wolves were more often to be heard howling at this time. So there you go. Experts say that the best time that the moon will fill at the moon rise is the moon set, as it will be too bright as its peak for it to look at so there you go it'll be too bright to look at i'm tempted now i I know what i'm gonna be doing thursday night and is that like wednesday wednesday night thursday morning or is that thursday night friday morning maybe that's what we talk about next the next full moon is the snow moon which is expected in late february anyways let's talk about some motivation and let's talk about that 
right in this minute. Time now for the Motivation Minute, brought to you by BetterCreditCards.com. Do you have a credit card? Is it a pretty good one? Here's how you can tell. Take the details of your current card and compare them for free at BetterCreditCards.com. That's BetterCreditCards.com. Eleanor Roosevelt said, Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Trust me, the irony is not lost in the fact that I am right now talking about a person while telling you that small minds talk about people. But there's so much truth to this little quote. I've been in conversations where people talk about ideas and events, and they seem to be really productive. But then when the focus turns to people, it just never seems to be productive. So talk about ideas and events, and I promise you'll feel much smarter. Today's Motivation Minute has been brought to you by BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. You can find more at motivationminute.org. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about some other things going on inside of the multiverse and the world and what we're seeing. So as you just heard a few moments ago, we were talking about jobs and the amount of jobs that are readily available or not readily available and people that are unemployed and all that kind of fun stuff. So I will tell you over the last little bit with everything going on, I have had a lot of people, and as I'm not going to lie here, a lot of people reach out to me and want to have the discussion of what is going on and exactly um, what they can do for work, if I know of any jobs that are readily available, and all that kind of stuff. So this is where it becomes extremely interesting because I don't know. I don't know about a lot of jobs that are available. But what I have done is I have asked you, my friends, my acquaintances, the people that I hang out with, to please post some of the jobs that you see that are available online to be able to help others that are looking for positions. And don't get me wrong, there are jobs that I see all across the United States. There are all jobs that I see across different countries, but of course I focus a lot on the U.S., on what is going on because our show is based out of here, out of the U.S. But I keep on looking and looking around and seeing all of these jobs, but it becomes that strange conversation that always takes place where we start talking about this. We start talking about how does it look inside of the world when it comes to finding a job you know and i know that most jobs are done in relation to the people that you know normally inside of a company it's just the way that it works let's not lie about it let's not say that it's not because that is what happens Most of the times, most jobs, people get them because they know someone who's inside of the organization, they have a friend, they have an acquaintance, they have something that's there that wasn't there before. I mean, let's just be realistic. So what do you think about this as you know this and I know this? Do you think that people should be posting jobs on ad boards Or do you look at it and go, no, people should not be posting jobs on ad boards because most of the times those people don't get it, and it's normally based on people that you know automatically. Now, don't get me wrong. There are quite a few great job boards out there, but if they're not doing the validity of what they're supposed to be doing of helping people out, then does it bring a value to the end user? And yes, I know talking about people and saying that they're end users is quite a terrible thing to say. So I'm not going to say that it's not, but just think about it in that fashion. But how do you look at these things? How do you look at the whole aspect on when you're seeing around all of these fashions and all these statements and all these people posting jobs or looking for jobs and you say, okay, go to this job posting site. Do you look at it and go, okay, it brings value? 
or do you look at it and say it doesn't bring value? Because let's be real. A lot of people go shooting in the dark and say, let me shoot this this resume out here. Let me shoot that resume out there. And let's be realistic. There's a couple of odd things. The algorithm, based on what the job requirement is, that it has to meet the needs, if you're missing one of those sectors, the actual algorithm will not pull your resume through. I have ran several, and at this point, several thousand job ads on hiring people, contracting people, and some of these algorithms will not push them through. Because it does not meet what allegedly I had put inside of there of what I was looking for originally. So then I look back at this and go, okay, what's causing the problem? Is it the algorithm? Because keep in mind, at one point, we had somebody sitting in our HR department who was going, okay, this person doesn't meet exactly what we're looking for. So we must proceed forward. So it's no different. So when you hear this, how do you look at it? Do you think that it's you can only get into a job by the people that you know? Or is it a job board? Now, I will tell you, career-wise, out of all the positions that I've had, I could probably name about four that I got on my own without knowing somebody inside of there. Maybe five. I love when lights fall. That's kind of fun. Um, that was that noise in the background, just in case. So the neon from behind me just fell. That's that's kind of exciting. But that's the thing. So, I mean, I look at it and I go, yes, a lot of times it's been because of the people that I know. Just realistic. But as you take a look at this and we talk about it, Do you go to job boards? Do you look at what is available or do you say, no, I'm going to go to this person that I know that knows about jobs? Because let's be realistic. There are job boards that are out there that have great information, but does it get you anywhere? Does it get you into the door or is it just pushing a resume through? And I have been on the other side of the equation too. And Let's be honest here, where I have sat in meetings where I have been told we already have somebody planned for the position, we just have to open it because it's part of our standards. Duh. Duh. So I don't know. I take a look at it and I go, I want to see value in there. And then, of course, there's these people now that are going out there and saying, hey, you can be, you know, the next person to do day work. You can have a gig that's this amount you know that's available to us but how many people are in that line to get that same gig like let's say for instance there's 1500 people inside of your gig grabber association and you only get 20 gigs a month well that doesn't do us a lot of good and then there's other places that have jobs that are available throughout the country And they have certain requirements. And this is where we kind of get into that weird world again, where we go, is experience more valuable than a lettering system? Or is it more valuable than actually having a degree? And I know it's kind of a weird thing coming from me when I start talking about degrees. But let's talk about it. How is the value there? So do you spend time on job boards when you're looking for something? Or do you look at it and go, this is a total waste of my time, and I would rather go out there and take a risk on my own and calling a friend, phoning a family member to see of what they might be have available or might know that is out there, opposed to trying to do the job board aspect. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I think that there are people that are out there that are really trying to assist by placing job postings and things to that extent, but I don't think that they all work, but that's my opinion. And what I hate seeing, and it's a hate word for sure, is people wasting their time 
when they're sitting behind a computer and all of a sudden they sit there countless hours firing off resumes to get them to people that are supposedly hiring to find out they already had somebody in the, in the trigger, somebody that they're already going to know. And then, of course, I know this can become a whole other conversation of, well, what about the people that have seniority that were already there? Okay, let's take that out of the equation for the moment. Let's just talk, focus on the job board postings itself. So where do you see the most value in the job boards? And are they worth their while? Now, I will tell you, in the area that I live in, there is a place that once a month has a job fair. They've had even the job fair during the COVID crisis. And I go there, I probably go there seven times a year. I'll say that's fair to say. And I take a look of what exactly is going on. And there has been times that there has been more people than employers. In the last few times that I have went, there has been more employers than applicants looking. Now, keep in mind that this event that I'm going to is not solely for safety. But I look at some of the safety boards that are available, and I think that they have good ideas, but I just don't know how well they work. A few days ago, I'm hanging out inside of a face group, a Facebook group, taking a look, and there's people that are asking for recommendations for jobs that are available. So some people started posting for their job boards that were available. And the person who had made the initial post and not dogging social media was like, well, apparently really no one's here to help me. And I didn't get it. I mean, I truly did not get it because I looked at it and I said, how are they not here to help you? Of course, they're here to help you. It's one of those things that you have to take a look at. And people are going to be able to assist. They're not going to be able to find you the job. And some people might have the job. Anyways, Jim inside of the box, but start with your warm market first and make the phone call. The job boards are often an approach of avoidance tool. Well, that's true. Then another message coming in real quick. Job postings is a CYA thing. Like you said, they already have someone in the trigger. Yep. So there you go. I don't know. I mean, I... And believe me, this is not going to be for me to turn around and go, right now, if you go to Safety FM, we have a job board that will guarantee. No, 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 nothing to that extent. But here's the thing. If you have true leads that are out there, I'm asking you to start posting them. And yes, I know some of these occasions, people will actually post them. And even though they might have somebody already ready in the crosshairs, ready to go. But I think that people need to see that there are positions available. I will tell you, I hang out inside of some of these things because I'm always looking because I always feel like I need to ha- need not need to have an answer, but want to be able to provide an answer when somebody says I'm looking for X and I can know that something's available. But there's all kinds of safety positions open at the moment. And I mean all kinds. And I mean from everything that you can imagine from director level I have seen all the way down into the field depending on what you want to do but that's the thing you have to be open to certain ideas here's where I think that a lot of the problems occur and I'm just going to tell you my personal opinion it's when you sit back for a moment and you say yes I'm willing to do a position but I'm not going to move out of these square this square mileage I'm not leaving this five mile radius When you do that, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Let's just be realistic here. Because when you turn around and say, I'm not willing to go X, are you really looking for the job? And I understand people have family commitments and there's certain things, but you have to look at that part of of the equation and not all jobs are remote. And I'm not trying to be mean as I say this, but you have to be open-minded to some extent on what you're willing to do. And believe me, I do not have all the answers. I don't ever want to come across that way. But I also want you to have the open and honest conversation with you. Because you have to understand some of the sacrifices that you might have to do. I have a friend, an acquaintance, 
that he lives in one particular area and he travels and he's gone all week to be able to work in another area to make sure that he can provide for his family. That is his choice. I don't know if that arrangement would work for you. But these are the ideas that you have to think about when you're looking for positions and what is the risk versus the reward. Some people say, you know, you have to have a good equal balance of time, work-life balance. That's your choice on how you want that to look. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But you have to understand that some jobs are not available in certain areas. It's just the way that it goes. So me having the conversation and having the discussion with you is to let you know that jobs are available, but you have to be willing to look. So that's the other portion that you have to think about. But when it's all said and done, are the job boards that you are looking at worth it? Now, I will tell you, there are companies that are out there that, let's just be realistic, they have job boards. And the reason the job boards are available is because essentially the person that's looking for the end user, which would be you in this case, if you were looking for a job, are paid a commission or a percentage of the salary that they would normally pay for the person for you to get the job. Just the way that it works. Some pretty popular girl name that's available that's out there. Yeah, I'll say it that way. Um, that does that exact same thing. They're a great company. I mean, they're able to find job among job among jobs, but that's how they do it. So that's just stuff to think about. I think that in the long run, there are jo- some job boards that are great, but I think that there's also some job boards that are out there just for information purposes. But then again, like I always say, what do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Okay, that's bitter kind of bitter. Peachy Pavement, Joe Lee and LMS. Yeah, that's right now going on on the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, you can find that on iTunes and Spotify. This one's called, like I said, Better Kind of Bitter. Better Kind of Bitter. Whoa, isn't that a name? <laughs> oh, no, no. 
You know, I, I'm so blessed with that, you know, we get some of this great music going on. I know we kind of go all over the place from time to time. Anyways, look that up if you're so inclined to do so and taking a listen to what is going on. Well, it sounds like all of our problems with Radio Big are fixed and we're back on the air. So sorry about that for the listeners hanging out over there. But hopefully you did enjoy some great music. You're being infiltrated. Radio Big. Anyways, let's get you back into some news stories of what is going on inside of the lovely world of ours as we have the discussions around the times and stuff that is going on inside of this place. Anyways, used records. Let's talk about that real quick. Are you in the market for the fake electric chair? Yeah, that's about it. How about one of the, large, one of the largest pinball machines in the world? The now-closed world, Guinness World Records Museum in Niagara Falls, Ontario, is auctioning off its displays. Also, up for grab is the world's heaviest man's display. Wayne Gretzky and Dan Marino's memorabilia, a miniature, a miniature bicycle. And that once of the small, the smallest one inside of the world as well. So I'm not joking here. The displays of the tallest and the heaviest things in men in the world. And then, of course, this giant wooden chair that sat outside of the museum. The items are for on the auction block after the, the landmark attraction permanently closed last September. The museum located in Niagara Falls, iconic Clinton Hill, had been popped. A popular attraction since, well, since its opening back in 1978. The auction opened last Friday, but live stream the auction will take place on February the 12th. An event Ripley is calling must-see for any enthusiast. So if you're interested in it and you want to buy part of the what they have available, you can go to tinyurl.com. And that is going to be tinyurl.com forward slash YYV9N. CL3. That's YYV9NCL3. Let's face it. We are also going to get the lifestyle model of the of the woman that is the longest neck in history. At least I hope that's the model. I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. And did they close due to Record low attendance. Okay, just a joke. Terrible joke to say, but something to think about for sure. Anyways, before I forget, I don't think I mentioned it yesterday, or I did mention it, but I don't think I talked about it. But let me tell you about this little event that we have coming up right around the corner. Really reconfigure. This is Jay Allen from Safety FM. You know, you heard a little bit of everything so far in regards of what you can do with safety. But what if we had to take a look at it now and really reconfigure the way that safety is looked at? And that's what the conversation's about starting February the 16th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come and hang out with me as we talk about safety being reconfigured in the way that you look at it now. Throughout the years, I am sure that you have changed the way that you look at safety. But now we need to take the time to change the way that safety is being done inside of organizations. So come out to safetyfm.io for this live virtual class at safetyfm.io for this live virtual class on February the 16th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let's talk about how we can reconfigure safety the way that it should be. I can't wait to see you there on February 16th. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Fiker Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so there you go. That's the information. Like I said, the 16th of February, if you want to come hang out, Safety Reconfigured is what we're calling it. We're going to run, talk about some of the different things, some of the different aspects that you can take a look at in the world of safety. We have a special going on right now with that particular course. 
uh, 50% off of the normal price, and it's also part of our Pay It Forward program. So whichever option does work best for you, that does end on February the 1st before we go into full normal pricing. So I do want to make reference to that. Anyways, let's talk about getting the jab done. Oh, yes, the jab. Conspiracy theorists decide every, everybody wants the COVID-19 vaccine. And some of the Los Angeles area's enthusiasts about it have been, you know, camping. Just lining up for the vaccination sites before dawn in hopes of scoring the leftover vaccines. This comes after stories surface of vaccines being administered to bystanders who aren't technically eligible yet. If there is an excess shot that is left at the end of the day, the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health says that there are no official standby lines and that it does that it does not advise residents to show up for vaccination sites in the hope of receiving the leftover vaccine. On average, there's less than 10% no-show rates for those with legitimate appointments. But that means that about 30 people a day are vaccinated at clients through the informal lines. So think about that for a moment. So that's an option that is becoming available in Los Angeles County. So please tell me that these people who are willing to line up all day are wearing masks. I mean, I think that that's going to be an important portion of it. With my luck, I'd stand around all day, then pass out for the first sighting of a needle, because that's how it go. I mean, as you can see, I'm deathly afraid of needles. Um, so there you go. And it sort, of, it sort of sounds like when you camp out for concert tickets, except that there's definitely no scalpers. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, artificial intelligence intel. So here we go. Artificial intelligence intel. Researchers at the Columbia University say that they taught a robot to show empathy for other robots. Study study authors say that their robots was able to learn and predict the future actions of another robot after watching the machine struggle with an obstacle test several times. The study knows that this skill that the humans develop at the beginning about the age of three, which makes it easy for us to live and work together in the real world, scientists say that their robots now share the ability to view peers' troubles in response to them. However... Yes, however, this brings up ethical questions regarding how much of the behavior robots should be permitted to learn. While it could be make, make robots more adaptive and useful, it could also make them capable of manipulating humans. As that could, well, as if that could ever happen. Hold on, wait. I just had to pop up for something that I've just got, got to go by. So something to think about. But no, I mean, it's interesting on how these things will come about. And how we talk about them. Because think about it in this fashion. So if you make these robots adaptable to how humans are, how is that going to look in the long run? I mean, did you ever see the movie called, what was it? Is it her or is it, no, it's her. Yeah, with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson's voice. Yeah, that guy had, you know, he was lost in a romance, wilderness of pain, and all the people were, what, it, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Because that's like, that's like, um, isn't that a door song? He's a man. <laughs> it's awesome, funny, random, doesn't make any sense, but it's good. Jay Allen in the morning on radio. Okay, from self-driving cars to computers that can win game shows, humans have a natural curiosity and interest in artificial intelligence, AI, but new study concludes that there may be no way to stop the rise of the machines. Wasn't there a Terminator movie called that? A team from the Center of Humans and Machines say that people would not be able to prevent super artificial intelligence from doing whatever it wants to do. The research found that AI programs with intelligence far superior than humans could learn on its own without new programming. And if connected to the Internet, it could also have access to humanity's data and could even take control of other machines around the world. As the study's co-authors put it, they already they're already machines that perform certain important tasks independently without programmers fully understanding how they learned it. On a plus side, if it had access to the internet, it would probably lose its password. I think we're starting the beginning of Skynet here. I mean, what the hell's going on? I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's cray-cray stuff. That's cray-cray stuff. That is for sure. Anyways, let's go around and talk about some of the other things that are going on inside of the world. 
Oh, hold on. What is this? Okay, Elliot Page has filed for a divorce from his wife for three years. Emma Potner, 26, a 33-year-old who recently came out as a transgender, filed for a contested divorce yesterday in Manhattan Supreme Court. No details have emerged. So there you go. Let's get into the swap real quick and talk about some other things that are going on. During his October town hall, George Stephanopoulos, Joe Biden said that using executive orders because you can't get congressional consensus is not something you do unless you are a dictator. In his first three days, Biden signed 17 executive orders. I'm just saying, by comparison, the first three days of other presidents, Trump signed one, Obama signed five, W. Bush signed zero, and Clinton signed Uno. So there you go. I'm just saying what's in the news. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just giving you the message. Duh. Anyways, let's continue talking. Senator Rand Paul introduced a motion on Tuesday that would declare the pending impeachment trial former President Trump unconstitutional. It was shot down 55 to 45. We talked about this and we talked about the Republican Susan Collins, Lisa Moraski, Mitt Romney, Ben Sachs, and Pat Tommy joined the Democrats. Worth noting, Mitch McConnell voted to declare it unconstitutional. Constitutional. It was interesting how he said on the 19th, though, not to move forward with it and wait until after they came back. And then now they, because of, oh, it's just kind of weird on how this dude is. Let me not even get into that. Uh, so there you go. Uh, meanwhile, McConnell feels pretty certain the Democrats don't have the numbers to undo the filibuster, which by doing so would allow the Senate to pass most bills with simple majority. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on in that neck of the woods. Anyways, a single Powerball ticket sold in New Jersey matched the six numbers on Saturday night's drawing. The winner has the option of $20 million or a lump sum of $15 million. Tonight's drawing will be for $20 million jackpot or $15 million cash payout. Anyways, it's 54 minutes past the top of the hour. We are getting close to the end of this bad boy. Don't worry. We will still be hanging out here on Radio Big if you do come to the other side with us. Anyways, let's talk about some of the things that happened back on this date, if you so care, or inclined Unknowing. So back on this date in 2013, Magnus Carlsen wins the Tata Steel Chess Tournament at the age of 22. Later that same year, he would become the world's, the new world chess champion. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff if you want to know about the world of chess. So there you go. Uh, Lucky Star turns 23 today. Guillermo Rodriguez turns 50. Yeah, he's from Jimmy Kimmel Live, just in case. Frank Miller, great comic book writer and illustrator. I love his drawings. Love that he has interacted with this comic book called Verotic. Um, Glenn Danzig's line, just in case. Frank Miller turns 64 today. Nick Mason turns 77. And Samuel C.C. Ting, American <laughs> the American Psychist uh, turns 85 today. Yeah, I did say that out loud. God. Anyways, we're going to be shot for that one. Okay, let's continue talking. Let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Today's National Chocolate Cake Day, International Holocaust Remembrance Day, Punch the Clock Day, Vietnam's Peace Day, and World Breast Pumping Day. Hold on. Well, what? World Breast Pumping Day. Okay, we're going to talk about more about that when we get to the other side at Radio Big. So if you want to come and hang out, we'll figure out some more information on that. Anyways, if you need a random joke for today, let me give you this one real quick. Tattoos should actually make you more in- employable because they show that you're able to sit in place for hours with tiny needles that are jammed into your skin. And that's exactly what every work meeting I've ever been to feels like. Or felt like during the time, depending on how you want to take a look at it. Anyways, if you need something for the water cooler for today, try this one. Question. According to a new survey, 93% of dog owners are convinced their dogs have the ability to do this. What is it? Smile. That's what most people believe that their dogs can do. So there you go. That's some information going on. Anyways, if you need, if you're running into any problems of contemplating suicide or you're having thoughts of depression, there's a phone number that you can call and you can talk to my friends at the National Suicide Prevention Line Lifeline. They're available at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they are there to help prevent and guide you with any questions and answers that they can assist with. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Before you do your next move, 
please make sure to give them a call. We can't do what we do without you. Make sure that we do have a clear understanding of that. Anyways, we will be back tomorrow with another episode of the Rated R Safety Show. Freeform Thursday. Don't worry about that. That's what will be going on tomorrow. So load up your questions. Think about them. We'll have some stuff to talk about tomorrow. All developed by whatever the hell you want it to be. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on Safety FM and RadioBig.FM, as we did get in there finally today. But if I can leave you with a thought for today, think about this. Don't raise your voice. Improve your argument. It's so important. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Without you, we couldn't do what we do here on Safety FM. Remember that. You are the most important part. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Okay, so now go to radiobig.fm. Come on, go to radiobig.fm. Let's hang out. Let's do some stuff. We're going to talk about some other stuff that we missed on the news. Go to radiobig.fm. Come on, I'm going to be there for the next couple hours. Come on, let's go hang out together. See you on the other side.